God, uh, you know, for this technology. Amen. So text somebody, call them, hey, Facebook them, whatever you got to do. Say, hey, Pastor CJ's on the internet radio right now. All they got to do is go to BowdenCOG.org and click onto the radio button. Amen. Praise God. So let's just jump right on into prayer this morning and get ready and jump into the Word of God. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. This is the day that you have made. God, we're grateful to be alive today. Lord, we're grateful that we can be here in the house of the Lord this morning. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that your presence is here. God, we thank you for your divine healing in the body of Christ. Lord, we thank you for peace that passes all understanding. God, we just thank you, Lord, for magnifying your word above your name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We know there's power in your name, but you have magnified your word even above your name. And I praise you for that today, God, because we're going to dive into your word today. Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for this beautiful day. Lord, as people are getting ready to come to church this morning at 11 a.m., Lord, we send the angels to help them, God. Send the angels to help the mom and dads get their children ready for church. Send the angels to help the elderly uh, find their car keys. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Help us come to the house of God this morning. And Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. So we... Uh, we wasn't able to come to you last week live because I was actually out of town and um, we have not figured out how to go remotely live on um, on the on the on the channels and stuff. So um, unfortunately, we were not able to do that. Amen. Um, but I tell you what, praise God, we are here with you this morning. Amen. Amen. Just give me one moment. Amen. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Praise the Lord. Brother Matthew coming to join me to pray and, and uh, to be with us in Sunday school this morning. So Ephesians chapter 4, we are talking about two subjects here. We're talking about what is the purpose of the church and what is the job of the pastor. This is very important that people understand this because a lot of people don't know they don't come to church on a regular basis because they just don't know what the purpose of the church is in their life. They think it's just something you do if you have time. They think it's something you do. You know, well, Grandma said we had to go to church, you know, and so out of tradition we go to church or, uh, you know, I'm just going to go see my friends. And, and they go to church for so many different reasons but not the true purpose of the church. And so we want to talk about that. We want to talk about what is the purpose of the church and you know, we've got homecoming coming up, uh, fourth Sunday in June, and uh, homecoming will be here before we know it. This church is going to be celebrating over 70 years um, of, uh, of being alive and about an area, being in ministry. Started in 1949 in a tent revival, and by 1950 they were building this sanctuary. Uh, and so we want to uh, talk about uh, we want to talk about this. So 73 years of ministry has Bowden Church of God been here. And so we want, to, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the purpose of the church this morning. 
Amen. Uh, While we got disconnected, the radio station has disconnected us for some reason, so I'm going to click back on the here. Here we go. We should be back on here live again. I know Miss Angel had this problem last week. I uh, pray we don't have that problem this morning, but just stay with me. Amen. If you hear us change, uh, change gears and start preaching or something, just change. Just stay with us. We'll get back on this thing. I don't know why uh, it does that from time to time. But what is the purpose of the church? What is the, what is the job of the pastor? Amen. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We're looking at verse uh, chapter 4 and verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The job of the pastor, now listen to me very carefully. The job of the pastor is to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's the job of a pastor. To edify the church, to edify the Christians, the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of of Christ. That's the job of a pastor. That's the job of a pastor. We are to edify and teach and educate and build you up, edifying you in the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. Listen, you're not you, you're not serving the Lord by coming to church and sitting down. You're serving the Lord by getting up and being the hands and the feet of Jesus. When the pastor of the church says, hey, I need some volunteers, and, and uh, you just sit there, you're not being the hands and feet of Jesus. When the pastor says, I need somebody to, to move some tables, man, we are, you should be the first one to jump up and say, I want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus and move those tables. When the pastor says, I need somebody to teach a class, you should be the first one that says, hey, I want to be the mouthpiece of Jesus. I, I, want, to, I want to serve. I want to, I want to help. Amen. And, and when the and when the pastor says, hey, I, 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 the pastor's wife is in the kitchen and we need somebody to help us cook and we need somebody to help us serve uh, some plates and put some food, you ought to be the first one to say, I want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus and help the pastor's wife do that. You see, serving is where ministry is, serving others. That's what ministry is. And the pastor is to equip you, to edify you, to build you up, for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry. The problem is most Christians are just too lazy to work. I'll just pause right there and let you say amen. <laughs> That's the problem. I, I was talking to somebody just the other day. They got a coffee shop downtown Carrollton. I mean, in a very prominent area. I mean, right by the college, the university. And, uh, man, if you can't open up a business there and survive, then there's something wrong and he shut his business down, a coffee shop. And I said, man, what's going on? He said, I can't find nobody to work. He says, I can't open up. I can't run the place. He says, I can't find anybody who will be faithful to come to work and pour coffee and make coffee. He says, I can't find people to work. He says, so I've had to make a good decision to shut the business down. Can you imagine that? You're shutting the business down because you can't find workers in this economy? My goodness. I, I was shocked to hear that. But it's the same problem in the church. We can't find volunteers 
to, to uh, vacuum the floors. We can't find volunteers uh, to teach our children, hello, in children's church. I know large churches that do not have a Wednesday night church service because they don't have anybody to minister to children. No. I know one church in particular that just went back to a Wednesday night service but that's only an adult service. They don't have, their children are sitting in the sanctuary because they don't have anybody to teach them. Nobody to teach them. My goodness. And they just went back after COVID. I mean, COVID's been gone, Lord, for a couple of years now, and they are still struggling to get volunteers. It's terrible. Every pastor I talk to talks about how they don't have enough volunteers to do basic ministry anymore. Why? Because people are lazy. I want to tell you, laziness is a disease of the devil. God created us to be a worker and servers in the kingdom of God. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 tells us, first it talks about the five-fold ministry, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And we're focusing here on pastor. You know, some people think, hey, the pastor, the job, the pastor, the job of the pastor is to be there when I need him. He used to be there at two o'clock in the morning when I'm on when I'm at the emergency room. I expect to see my pastor show up. Well, you have a very unrealistic reality because that's not the job of a pastor or anybody to show up. Listen, the pastor cannot be your Jesus. The pastor cannot be your Holy Ghost. You've got to learn to pray for yourself. You've got to learn to edify yourself. The pastor's job is to equip you to teach you how to do that. But you have got to learn to do that yourself. It's not the pastor's job to cut your grass because you've been in the hospital for a week. No. Now, the pastor can call some of the workers in the church, the deacons, the council. He can get some men in the church to go by and cut your grass. Uh, but I had somebody got mad at me because I wasn't personally out there cutting the grass, but yet I had men in the church doing it. I had men in the church were cutting the grass for this guy, but he was mad at me for not personally being there myself and cutting the grass. That's not the job of the pastor. It's not the job of the pastor to serve tables. It's the job of the pastor to stay in the Word of God and pray and be prepared to minister the Word of grace to the souls of men and women and children. That's the job of the pastor, to stay prayed up, amen, to teach and to preach and to correct, correct. A lot of people don't like that. They don't like it when a pastor, oh, they want a pastor to be in their life, but when the pastor brings a word of correction, no, they don't like that. They don't want a pastor to correct them. Mm-mm. Some people think that, uh, you know, that the pastor is, uh, is supposed to be, you know, up at 3 a.m. in the morning, so you can call him and talk to him. Mm-mm, I, I do not sleep with my phone. You call me at 3 a.m., it's going to go to voicemail. I'm asleep, and I'm not sleeping by my phone. Well, Pastor, what if I have an emergency? Then you better learn how to pray to Jesus. <laughs> you better learn how to call on God. Now, if you think that's what a pastor is, and uh, you're talking to the wrong one right here, because that is not me. I'm not, and I won't be a slave to that kind of mentality and that kind of ideology that's not found in the Word of God. There's no word is that found in the Word of God. The job of the pastor is to edify you, is to educate you, is to pray for you, and to build you up so you can do your own praying. So you can, listen, my job is to lead you to Jesus, not be your Jesus. 
My job is to get you baptized in the Holy Ghost, not be your Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I'm, I'm supposed to lead you to the one that has the answers. I'm supposed to be the one who introduces you to the Messiah. Amen. But I'm not your Messiah. I'm the one who introduces you to the Holy Ghost. Amen. But I'm not the one that gives you the tongues to talk in. Listen, I, I can't do your praying for you. I can't have your faith for you. you got to have your own faith. You got to have your own faith. Amen. So the job of the pastor is to edify the body of Christ. Amen. That's the job of the pastor. Amen. Your relationship with the Lord is supposed to grow to a place. Listen to me, church. Your relationship with the Lord is supposed to grow to a place where you don't need the pastor all the time. And if you got to talk to the pastor every single day of your life, there's something wrong with your relationship with God. There's something wrong. You've, you don't need to talk to the pastor every single day of your life. You need to talk to Jesus every single day of your life. Amen. But there's people out there, and I don't know where this came into the church, man, it, it, but it came in. It came in. Um, I, I remember one time, Lord, long time, long time ago, a uh, dear lady in the church was sick and actually at the emergency room. And I looked over at my wife. I said, we got to go to the emergency room. She said, what for? I said, well, so-and-so's at the emergency room. And I said, and the Holy Spirit's told me that if we don't go, we're going to be judged for not showing up at the emergency room. She said, really? I said, yeah, the Holy Spirit told me that. And I'm going to tell you, we walked into that emergency room. And it, what a shock it was on some faces because you could tell they were talking about the pastor and not being there. And the Holy Spirit just confirmed it. He said, yeah. He said, they were talking about you not being here right before you walked in that door. He said, that's why I sent you. But that's not, listen, when the Holy Spirit does that, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? But, and I try to be there for my church. I really do. I try to be there for my people. But if you're in a hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, and, uh, and I'm at work, amen, I can't just leave my job and drive to Birmingham, Alabama to, to visit you. You know, I've got obligations. i got a family to feed. i got to put food on my own table. Amen. So, but my job is to teach you how to pray. My job is to teach you how to get the Holy Spirit into your life. Amen. And bring healing and restoration to you. And the church, amen, is supposed to come together, be the hands and the feet of Jesus. I saw a Facebook post not too long ago. His sister had pulled some kind of muscle on her leg, and, and uh, man, she couldn't walk. I mean, she she was bedbound. She couldn't walk. So, therefore, she couldn't cook, you know, couldn't clean. And uh, her church came together. Her church came together and brought food to her and her husband and, uh, and fed them. I don't know how many days, but I, I guess until she got out of bed. And uh, she went on Facebook and was just, you know, thanking her church people for being there. And I thought to myself when I saw that, I said, that's what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to be the, the, the hands and the feet of Jesus. She didn't say, oh, my pastor cooked this meal and my pastor bought me food every single day. She said, my church. And I, you know, that's it. That's, it's not the job of the pastor to cook you a meal and bring it to you every day you bed bound. But, you know, it's the church's responsibility to love on you. The church is to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. So let's talk some more about what the purpose of the church is. Turn your Bibles to Matthew, the 25th chapter. 
Because I'm sure some of you have already thinking that. Well, now, Pastor, you know, you're saying all that, but what about Matthew 25? Well, let's go to Matthew 25. Amen. I'm not scared of Matthew 25. Let's go to Matthew 25 this morning. <laughs> Amen. Matthew 25, the 34th verse, it says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you invited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer and say, saying unto the Lord, When saw we thee a hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye have done it unto the least of these of my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they answer and say, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or thirst, or, str or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Insomuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Eternal life. Amen. Listen, that's the purpose of the church. He's given this to us. And you can say, oh, that's the, that's the job of the pastor. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's the purpose of the church. That's not the job of the pastor. Of course, the, the pastor's right involved in that, man. The pastor's visiting the hospitals with sick people. He's in the prisons preaching and, and bringing uh, hope, amen. And he's doing everything he can. But that's not the, the sole job of the pastor. No, the body of Christ is supposed to be doing these things. The body of Christ is the church. It's supposed to, number one, do life together. You need to write that down. The purpose of the church is to do life together, to become a Christian-based family of support, to become a Christian, number two, to become a Christian-based family of support. Acts chapter 2 talked about how they, they came together, they broke bread together daily and took care of the needs of one another. That's what the church did in the book of Acts, the very first church, is they took care of the needs of one another. It doesn't say the apostles did. Matter of fact, the apostles had a meeting, and, uh, the, and the apostles said, it's not good for us to be serving tables. We need to be ministering the word of God. And so they, they held a council. They held a, a church meeting and, and uh, got a team of counsel together and said, Look ye out among ye seven men full of the Holy, Holy Spirit that we can turn over this, this ministering of the tables uh, to them so that we can be about the Lord's business of the Word of God and prayer. That's the job of the pastor, to get into the Word of God, to spend his time in prayer, spend his time studying so he can feed the, 
the sheep, the spiritual food from heaven. That's the job of the apostles. That was the job of the pastors. And it was the deacons that were selected, the seven deacons of the church found in Acts chapter 2 that started cooking and cleaning and serving the tables. That was the purpose of the deacons. Now in today's time, in today's time, here we go again with this radio thing. Click, Kind of click me off again, but let's see, I'm trying to get back on. Amen. But that was the job of the deacons, was to serve the tables, and that was the purpose. Okay, radio, kick back on now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, y'all pray with me right now in the name of Jesus. Radio, we command you to get back on. In Jesus' name. Come on, get back on here in the name of Jesus. I bind you spirits that are trying to hinder this radio station from getting on. We bind you spirits in Jesus' name. Uh, maybe the Wi-Fi connections need to be stronger. Uh, something needs to happen here in Jesus' name to get us back on. Praise the Lord. We're just going to keep on trying. Amen. But the purpose of the, the deacons was to serve the tables. Um, and to um, and to be about the work of, of taking care of the church. That was the purpose. Uh, there we go. Amen. I believe we're back on the radio station again. Thank you for all those that are listening to the radio station, being faithful and staying with us. This thing kicked us off again. But we prayed in the name of Jesus and got back on here. But we were just talking about the job of the deacons. And, the, um, you know, people uh, talk about, and I would say in today's times, there are some organizations where the deacons run the church. And the deacons are the boss of the pastor. And that's demonic. That's not scriptural at all. The job of the pastor is, I mean, is, to, is to edify the body of Christ. And to teach and to preach. And to stay in prayer and stay in the word. And is the job of the deacons and the council of the church. To be the ones who actually serve the food. And serve the tables. Amen. And take care of the body of Christ. That's what it's for. Amen. So their job is also to visit the sick. Uh, amen. Well, we, here we go with this radio thing again. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with it, but amen. But you know, it's, it's a, right here in Matthew chapter uh, 25. I can see why it gets distracted sometimes. It is kind of difficult to stay on course when, uh, in the Word and being clicking this program on this radio every time it kicks you off too. Uh, but right here in Matthew chapter 25, it talks about uh, be in the hands and the feet of Jesus. This is the this is to what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to feed those that are hungry. The church is supposed to give something to drink to those that are thirsty. The church is supposed to take in the strangers. The church is supposed to clothe the naked. Amen. Uh, the church is supposed to do these things and to help take care of the body of Christ. Amen. That's the purpose of the church. Well, here we go with this. Radio thing, my goodness, see, like I look up and, and there's um, off again. I don't know why it keeps doing that. It keeps kicking off for some reason. Uh, but that's the purpose of the church. Amen. Number three, the purpose of the church is an encouragement system. Amen. Testify to one another. Lift one another up. Pray for one another. Listen, we are to do life together as a church. That's the purpose of the church. People like people don't even know why they go to church. It's well, I'm just going because Grandma said to go. I'm going because the pastor's going to call me if I don't go, and <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I'm going to go to church, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do on Sunday. You know, I just know you're supposed to go to church, but they don't know why. They don't know why. Listen, it's an encouragement system. The number three, 
Number one, we do life together. Number two, to become a Christian-based family of support. And number three, an encouragement system. We're to edify one another. Paul said, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together uh, in the last days as we see the days approaching. So we are not to forsake the assembly. That means we got to come together. Why are we coming together, Paul? To encourage one another. Encourage one another and to stay in the faith. Amen? Encourage one another to stay in the faith and to be an encouragement. Amen? To the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. And uh, that's the purpose of the church, to stay in the body of Christ and stay in encouragement. Um, Number four, hospitals are for the hurting where they can find healing. Isn't that true? Isn't that what a hospital is for? Behind me, you know the church is supposed to be the spiritual hospital. Amen. The church is supposed to be a spiritual hospital for those who are hurting and they need help. They need to find healing. Amen. You know, I was talking to somebody just last night about physical healing. And we believe in divine healing here at the Bowden Church of God. We anoint with oil. We lay hands on the sick just like the Bible tells us. And that's the purpose of the church. Matter of fact, the scripture says in James, when you come together, if there be any sick among you, call for the elders of the church, anoint with oil, amen, and a prayer of faith will save the sick. So James talks about this. And he talked about when we come together, amen. So coming together, that's the purpose of the church, for us to come together to pray for one another, amen, anoint one another, one another with oil so that we can be healed. It's a heal, it's a physical healing time, amen. We're talking about physical healing. One of the purposes of the church is to provide physical healing for the body of Christ, amen, for those that are hurting, for those that are sick, amen. And but we were also talking about spiritual healing and, and uh, emotional healing and inner healing. You know, so many people that may be physically okay, but boy, inside their emotions they're just wrecked. I mean, they're just broken. Their spirits are broken. Mentally, they are struggling. Mentally, they have mental health problems. The, you know, the body of Christ is to come together, anoint with all, and pray for them as well. Pray for the sick. That's the purpose of the church. So number one, do life together. You know, number one, do life together. You're not supposed to be a Christian out here all by yourselves. Amen. Uh, my heart goes out to single people uh, who don't have a spouse at home to encourage them. Uh, they struggle, man. They struggle with loneliness. Um, a lot of them struggle um, in their Christian walk because they don't have anybody to encourage them. Uh, my heart goes out to those that are single uh, because they need the body of Christ. Man, they need church. Uh, and they look forward to churches so they could be around some Christian people because all these people work out in the world and they're just working around people who are just full of hate and unbelief and just full of evil. And so they look forward to coming to churches to be around some believers. Amen. And so do life together. Amen. You're not supposed to be going through your problems in your life all by yourself when you've got a, a church family to pray for you. you got a church family to help walk you through some things and walk you through some healings and walk you through some processes of things that you need. Amen. Uh, You know, when I find somebody that needs a job, I start talking to the body of Christ. You know, hey, you know somebody hiring, they hiring them where you work at, that kind of thing. And uh, I was able to put a good word in for somebody. They don't even go to our church, but they're a good Christian brother at another church. And uh, where I work at, I was able to put a good word in for them. and, And praise God, they got the job. Amen. That's what the body of Christ is for 
is to help one another do life together. Amen. You're not in this world alone. Open up. A lot of us come to church and man, we're just as closed. We don't open up to people. We don't even open up to the pastor. Uh, I'm amazed at how many people are going through some things and they don't even say a word to the pastor. I'm right here available to pray with you and for you, guide you in the scriptures, and you're just you're just suffering in silence. So many people are suffering in silence because they don't open up. We're not supposed to suffer in silence. We're supposed to suffer together, to encourage together, to heal together. Amen. So number two, to become a Christian-based family of support. You know, my grandmother used to have a saying. She called it her, her church family. She says, I'm going to be with my church family. And that always stuck to me, man. My grandma always said that because at the time, her children had all moved away. My grandfather had passed away, and uh, she lived in this town with no family members. I mean, she, as far as her family, she was alone. But she had her church, and her church was her family and her friends. And, uh, boy, she, she loved her church family. She talked about her church family being there for her as a support, doing life with her and encouraging her and praying for her and visiting her and taking care of her. I mean, she uh, when she had a hospital uh uh, she had to go to the hospital, man. She had a dear sister in the church that was right there with her. I mean, she had to go to the doctor. Uh, and she couldn't drive herself. A dear sister in the church would drive her to the doctor's appointment because her children had moved away. Her, the family couldn't be there, but her church family took care of her. That's doing life together. That's the purpose of the church. Amen. In an encouragement system. Lord, I don't, I don't know how many times my grandmother was encouraged by her church. And um, I remember at her funeral, um, when I got up to speak, man, I just um, talked about how all things, wonderful things she said about her church. Um, and that's why we want people to say wonderful things about us and about our church and, and about our good people who lean on one another, pray for one another, and are there for one another. And when we're in the hospital, our church family comes to visit us and lets us know that we're not alone. Our church family, not just the pastor. Yes, the pastor is going to show up. But not just a pastor. And unfortunately, you know, um, I know people in the church that only go visit their friends in the church. And they don't visit people they don't know or don't are not that close with. Even though you say, well, so-and-so's in the hospital. You know, well, they're not that close to them. So they just don't go visit them. That's not right. That's not right. You go visit people that are attending your church regardless if you're close to them or not, because they're part of your church or part of your body of Christ. And we shouldn't uh, have these little cliques in the church, these little friend groups in the church, when we should all be one family in the church. Amen. That's a good word right there for the body of Christ this morning. So the hospital is for the hurting, and so is the church. The church is for the hurting. That's the purpose of the church, is to provide healing for those that are hurting and lead souls to Jesus. So we're getting ready to wrap up this morning. Praise God. I get ready. We've been kicked off the radio a couple of times, but we're able to get back on. And uh, amen. And we praise God for everybody who's remained faithful and listening to us as we were able to get back on. So just to wrap things up this morning, the pastor is not your Jesus. The pastor is not your Holy Ghost. The pastor's job is to encourage you, lift you up, build up the body of Christ. Amen. And the purpose of the church is to be the hands and the feet of Jesus and to do life together. Amen. That's the purpose of the church. That's the purpose. That's why we come together. That's why it's important for you to get up this morning 
comb your hair, brush your teeth, put a clean shirt on, amen, and, and, <laughs> and come to the house of the Lord and be with the body of Christ. That's why you need to come, amen. Well, our time is up. And uh, I tell you, we've had some difficult times this morning with this radio, but praise God we got through it. Um, but we've had a good lesson this morning. So this is Pastor CJ signing off with the Sunday school class. Look forward to talking to you again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Amen. And uh, I'm expecting to see you in the house of the, of the Lord. Amen. So praise God. Until next time, God bless you.